A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 64 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. Now as internet marketers, we are often thinking, aren't we, about maximising our brand impact and stickiness on the internet. But have you thought about minimising your impact and stickiness on the environment? Well today, Kelvin talks to Amy Fetzer, co-author of Climb the Green Ladder, about how we can all make sure that we minimise our impact on the environment. Coming up in Internet Marketing. So I'm joined on the line um, by Amy Fetzer um, from uh, one of the one of the co-authors of a book called Climb the Green Ladder, Make Your Company and Career More Sustainable. Um, can you tell us a bit, Amy, about how the book um, came to pass and the idea behind it and um, why, you know, how you came to meet up with Sherry to collaborate on the book? Well, what happened was, is it just seemed like every conversation I was having, whether it was in the pub, at a conference, in a lecture... You know, everyone was asking the same question, what can I do? People were really concerned about the environment and climate change and mm-hmm. and uh, social injustice and resource constraints, but nobody really knew what, what they could do about it. And the advice that was coming back whenever I went to an event was was always sort of a bit, felt a bit trivial, like change your light bulbs or seemed massively extreme, like mm. super glue yourself to VP headquarters. Um, and on the other hand, there seemed to be this circular debate going around. Was it governments who needed to tackle the project problem by legislating? Was it corporations who needed to clean up their act? Or was it individuals like us who needed to change our behavior? And everyone seemed to be ignoring the fact that governments and corporations are made up of individuals. So if we can use our power within these organizations to set them on more sustainable and actually ultimately more, more successful paths. And um, in the meantime, sort of having these thoughts, I had, Shari and I had met over a, uh, one of the internet forums called CSR Chicks. Oh, okay. And uh, Shari had been done, done some research on sustainability in the workplace, mm-hmm. and I had helped her uh, with her report. And she had, you know, we were talking to each other, and we kept on sort of having this idea of a book. And then we decided that, you know, that this this was the, the thing that was really needed, a sort of a real toolkit to help people understand how they could make a difference in in the world of work, because. The other thing that we'd noticed that often there was some really good advice out there about how important engagement was or being able to present a business case. But when you got this advice, it was often quite theoretical and high level or couched in jargon. And that made it quite hard for 
you know, to, as somebody mm. hearing that information to understand how it could apply to the everyday world of work. So that's what we set out to do with the with the book was to uh, mm. was to create a real, um, really accessible, applicable, um, try and you know a set of principles to work out what was it that was common to all these successful sustainability initiatives because there were really fantastic and inspiring. Uh, success stories out there and what was it that was common to all of these that we could you know identify yeah. and really demonstrate to people through using lots of case studies and examples and uh, and the thing that's quite funny about Shari and I is that we uh, we met through this CSR Chicks uh, yeah. Yahoo group and uh, Shari's based in New York I'm based in London and because I have such hideous carbon guilt about flying I mean I have flown very a lot in the past <laughs> but uh, we didn't actually meet in person oh, okay we wrote the book together uh, via video on this on Skype. Mm. So, uh, so it was really it was really fun. We got to meet each other last summer after it was finished. But uh, it was a really it was a really great sort of mm. uh, project in the sense that it, we were trying to be you know to live our values and be very sustainable because it would have been a lot easier at times to be together in the same room. Mm. When we were- no, that's that's a really interesting way of doing it. There's kind of quite a practical hands on. You you know you did you know you followed your own advice there on writing it which is quite nice so i mean um for some of the listeners in terms of um when they're you know you you talk about practical examples where um you can you you know hands on things you can do as an individual within an organization what's some of the things that you kind of you felt um are a good place to start for people on this kind of path um to to being greener in the business well the thing is it's uh that's really key is just to look around you because every Every business is slightly different and has different impacts. So, so one place to start is just to look around you in your everyday workplace. You know what what equipment is being left on when it's not necessary. What's what resources, for example, you know paper is paper being printed and, and not picked up from the printer. Could you switch to double sided? Could you switch to recycled or FSE certified paper? Could you you know what kind of uh, beverages are there? You know, are people drinking lots of bottled water? Could you switch to filtered water? What about you know fair trade tea and coffee in the kitchen? There's sort of lots of basic um, office environment things you can do, but there's also you know looking at the bigger picture. You know, who are your suppliers? You know, are you speaking to them about asking them to supply you with sustainable products? What are you actually creating as a company? Could you make your product greener so that your com- your customers are actually able to to have less of an impact through buying your products? So, and that can be from you know the packaging, from reducing the amount of packaging you're using to switching to a more sustainable or more easier to recycle type of packaging. You know, and and also sort of looking at you know people. For example, such as Sky have also looked at their responsibility as an educator and trying to ensure that they have quite a lot of environmental coverage, both in mm. their magazine, which is actually the largest circulation magazine in the UK, to also including certain sort of uh, environmental and sustainability related broadcasting uh, programs within their their uh, their output. So mm. there's a whole wide range of things that you can do, and often it's. These, these very simple, obvious, quick wins can give you quite impressive results. I mean, one of our case studies for a, a small uh, firm called Aztec, um, I think it's about 30 people. I mean, he said that just by doing things like switching from bottled water to filtered water and putting in one of those standby plugs so that any equipment that was mm-hmm. left on standby was turned off, just doing simple little measures like that helped them save 15% on their energy bills after about six months. So... Now, they seem small and obvious, but they really can actually make a big difference. 
I think in a lot of cases, you know, because we've got, you know, the, the listeners there, I know I'm a terrible culprit for this, which is the kind of, you know, I've got a couple of computers on at one point in time and then you disappear for, a, you know, a couple of hours and then they're left on. And then if you're not careful, they end up left on overnight, as it were. And I think that's a, you know, very practical one that, you know, a lot of the, gr- the problems with the green issue is it can feel a bit kind of scary and insurmountable, can't it? But actually, when you break it down to like, Actually, it's just shut down your computer when you go home every day or make sure that your mobile phone charger is only plugged in when you're using it and, and it can make a big difference. So, I mean, were there any examples of kind of, um, in your case studies, of businesses who have been able to use this kind of outwardly facing, as it were? So they've used it and they've benefited from it, not just in terms of doing a better, more sustainable um, business, which is good, you know, and I, that's something we always kind of advocate on the podcast. But is there any examples where people have kind of been able to say, hey, look, we've, you know, we've had real benefits business-wise of like having more recyclable packaging or, um, you know, or we've, you know, we've, we do more video conferencing, which has saved X amount of, you know, carbon. Yeah, I mean, every single person that we interviewed, we spoke to over 80 sustainability specialists and people who'd done it, people who'd actually changed their organisation from within during our research. And we conducted a big survey as well. And, Everybody said, you know, there was all, almost always a really strong business case. There were very few things that cost the company money and didn't actually then lead to, to good business benefits. So, for example, um, there's a small architect that we featured in the book called Heath Avery Architects. And they actually found that they, they decided to try and go as green as possible. And they obviously realized that within the building industry, there's a lot of legislation coming in mm-hmm. to produce um, and reduce carbon impacts from from the construction industry. But what was really interesting is that they created a totally new product, which was a sustainability audit. And they actually found that this has led to loads of new business. Mm. And also by the staff learning about how to give this audit, it made them kind of look at their own life and start going, oh, that's really interesting. Gosh, I should examine my own transport use, my own energy use, the, you know, my own waste and things like that. There was also an, another interesting um, example of this was a small agency um, advertising agency in the states called the Phelps Group, and again, it was quite small, about seventy people. And this one woman called Kristen Thomas within this company was really frustrated every lunchtime when she just saw all these disposable plates and dishes in the in the office bin. And she, so she decided to do something about it. And actually, just that one act of introducing reusable cut crockery in the kitchen sort of transformed the whole company and got everybody really inspired to do a whole host of of green initiatives from, you know, uh, reducing paper use and energy use and water use. But also by doing it, they got all this great publicity in their mm-hmm. local press that when their clients came in from meetings to have, you know, sort of lunch meetings, they saw that they were using proper crockery and, and that they were living all these, you know, green values and doing all these sort of quite interesting, fun things. And that there was all these posters around the place and initiatives and that they were now offering greener marketing materials you know perhaps made out of recycled um, materials and things like that even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. They, they actually found that their, their clients were saying to them, wow, we love what you're doing. It's really strengthening our relationship. Will you help us do the same thing? And also the press that they got um, led to new clients coming to them who were really attracted by all these fantastic, uh, you know, green initiatives that they're doing. And, and actually, the amazing thing about that was, it's still, you know, within 18 months of Kristen saying, I'm just fed up, I can't cope with all this, this disposable dishes in, mm. the, in the bin. Within 18 months, her company had committed to becoming the largest solar power installation in its area. So, mm. you know, the, the changes went from very, very small to absolutely making big commitments. And, uh, so, so and that's benefited the company as a whole there, because I suppose, like you were saying, if you're looking at your suppliers to see who can be greener and you know more sustainable in their approach, it's quite likely that the people you are supplying are going to be doing that as well. So it's kind of, you know, you're looking to be greener, but they probably are as well. So that can actually be quite often a good sort of differentiator in, you know, potentially quite a competitive market. So i.e. there's, you know, five companies that they're choosing from, but you've got all your usual marketing benefits, you know, you're best in this area, you've got this level of experience, but also you've kind of got the the kind of green angle going there as well. That's another tick in your box there that I think probably would help a lot of businesses. Definitely. You're absolutely right. And and the thing is it's also interesting is so many companies now have green procurement guidelines. So you have to be able to demonstrate some level of activity in this area, especially if you want to go for the public sector contracts. But as I said, lots of the big organisations also have them too. So it's, it's a win-win. I mean, you know, on, on a totally different level, even a company like Royal Mail, I mean, they introduced their uh, head of sustainability, Dr. Martin Blake, basically was able to work out that just by making their buildings more energy efficient, just by tackling that one area, they could save £20 million a year and wipe up to 100,000 tonnes off their carbon footprint. And 16 million of those savings were just behavioural changes. They weren't, they didn't require any huge investments. They just needed to get people to stop leaving loading bays Mm. open with the heating blaring out on a freezing cold day when there was no trucks coming in and out. So, you know, often these things, it does feel like these insurmountable problems, but they, they're really simple to solve and they, they are so good for the business mm. to solve them because waste is waste, whichever way you look at it. I mean, sustainability is only just being able to sustain, to continue an activity indefinitely. And of course, that's what business wants to do. So it's, mm. it's just logical, really, to look at your business mm. in this way. Yeah, because like you're saying, there's quite, you know, yeah, you can look at sustainability and waste from a kind of, um, environmental perspective but actually more often than not there's very close tie up with the economic impact of that as well so like you say there that if you're doing things unnecessarily um you know 
spending there from a heat perspective. There's also, yeah, like you say, a financial implication there as well, which, you know, in these in these tough times, if you can do anything that can save save financially, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? So is there any kind of, you know, you, you, you've, when we've been talking, you've talked to, with a lot of case studies and a lot of examples there. And I know, you know, through looking through the book that that's something that's a big part of it there. Is there anyone that you really like to kind of, if people are kind of, so yeah, I really want to, I really want to go down this path. Is there any kind of companies out there that you really would hold up highly as people to kind of look at and see what they've been doing for inspiration? Well, there's, I mean, the thing is, it depends on the, on the industry really, but I mean, there's, there's so many good examples and, and one, I mean, one of them is M&S, you know, the, the famous example of M&S, a company that's really taken uh, sustainability very seriously and tried to integrate it across the whole of their operations. And again, what's really interesting about M&S's experience is that their plan A sustainability strategy actually was cost neutral within two years and actually is now making money for the company because it isn't, uh, you know, they, because of all these issues, they're not wasting money, they're, they're using resources more widely, they're working with their suppliers to help them uh, green up their supply chain. So, I mean, M&S is always a great one to look at. They've got a lovely um, CSR report that sort of is very sort of accessible in the way they talk about it. But I think that, um, you know, another company that does a lot of great stuff is Patagonia. I mean, but but I mean, what we try to do is really look at a, a range of businesses from very, very small ones to big multinationals that people have heard of. And there's no company that's perfect. I mean, everybody does things that's wrong. And I think that's something that's always worth acknowledging and being aware of. Um, but if you're very open and transparent about what you're doing in your company and you don't try and misrepresent it, then, you know, try and uh, imply that one small recycling initiative is indicative of of your whole company operations mm. or something. People will just value that you're trying to do the right thing and that they will accept that it is a journey. People don't go from green to brown, uh, brown to green overnight. So I think um, I think there's there's lots of really good examples, but it's it's sort of hard to to pick out one to say mm. this is the best one to look at yeah. because because everybody has different things. I mean, the, the thing that I think is quite important um, and what we did, as I said, with the with the book was to tease out not necessarily the a- activities that you could do in your workplace, because there's other books that do that, that sort of say, you know, if you work in an office, these are the 500 things that you can do, yeah. was more to look at, because normally people know what it is in their environment. Yeah. They see that waste every day or they see that inefficiency. So what we try to do is really focus on, you know, how do you get the mindset? How do you, how do you, you know, stay positive when, when we have people be negative? How do you, you know, how do you actually kind of learn to think sustainably automatically? How do you present a business case? How do you get colleagues on your side and win them over to get behind your initiative? You know, how do you uh, get uh, present your messages when you're launching a campaign so that people listen and engage and get on board? And you know, how do you make sure everyone's working together within the company so you don't have two conflicting initiatives or two initiatives that are running alongside each other without actually just tight teaming up together so that everybody can work together? And then how finally do you really make it part of your company culture? And that those were the things that we looked at to try and to try and make it really um, accessible for people. And you know, each one of the, the, those uh, ideas and principles, and then each one of them within that, you know, each one when you broke them down, we just tried to include lots of different examples within companies. So mm. I think uh, <clears throat> I think that the the point is is that there's there's so many good companies and good initiatives out there. 
Um, there's there's lots of places to get inspiration, but if you want one, M&S is probably a good place to start. Cool. And Amy, you mentioned CSR Chicks there as the place where you you met Shari. There are there any other websites that um that you that you your regular readers of blogs or or the like that are worth checking out for people more interested in this um, topic? Well, the, the Guardian Environment website is is always a fantastic place for lots of information and up to date news. Uh, Just Means is a great uh, networking community for. Mm-hmm people interested in green issues and green space and it's a bit like twitter but there's more news and things mm-hmm. and uh, and the, there is a, a plethora i mean i think gosh off the top of my head i can't think of any more but i do know of hundreds more but uh, the, the, yeah. the yahoo groups and things can be quite good because if you have a particular question for example you want to get new business cards for your company and you want to get them made from recycled materials or something yeah. you can just post it up there and people will will come back and you know people can be so helpful on even quite small issues um so that that's another good place to look brilliant so um, yeah no cheers for that amy that's i think a real great introduction there to some of the issues and some of the topics and some practical ways people can go about making their business greener that ultimately will you know make them more sustainable from an environmental economic point of view as well and probably give them a quite a nice uh, marketing angle as well definitely and um, the other thing just to mention is that uh, almost everybody that we spoke to said that that bringing their values to work and and sort of bringing sustainability to life also made them fall in love with their job again so it's incredibly mm-hmm. rewarding and and a lot of them ended up getting promotions or raising their visibility in a really positive way in the company so that's the other thing just to make sure your listeners know is it, it you know you'll you'll benefit too not you'll feel great about yourself and uh, and you'll also feel really good about what you're doing in your organization brilliant cheers amy Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number... If you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's o one two seven three two five six one five zero. And you can leave a voice comment or question, and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 